European firms, Europeans in general, European corporates have always been more open uh, to trade and more connected to Asia than right. their sort of U.S. counterparts. But as that only increases, in your mind, does that change like the geopolitical linkages as well between Europe and Asia or Europe mm -hmm. and the U.S.? Or is it primarily economics only? I mean, geopolitics has always been in the equation in the sense that there was an acceptance of the geopolitical stability provided by the American mm -hmm. dominance of its alliance through its alliance system here in the region. And now that that is somewhat less stable, geopolitics is, um, is again, not, not re-entered the equation. It's just a different yeah. way in which geopolitics manifests itself. But geopolitics is always there. Um, in, way, in a way, the competition among globalization models, the competition among firms, you know, Europe promoting European firms, America promoting American firms, China promoting Chinese firms, that's globalization too, and that's geopolitics. It's, it's, at, it's happening at the same time. Uh, they're really two sides of the same coin in many ways. But if we're speaking strictly about the military tensions, there's no question that even though Europe increasingly signs on to the view that it needs to play a more active role in the Indo-Pacific theater, mm -hmm. even militarily. It's not going to be decisive militarily. And therefore, it's still a free rider to some degree. Whereas the US, with the pivot to Asia and pulling out of Middle Eastern conflicts and reallocating forces to Asia, is stepping up more you know, to directly challenge um, uh, China. But both Europe and America are actively participating in the various agreements, whether you call it the Quad, which is the US, formerly the US, India, Australia, and Japan, or uh, AUKUS, uh, Australia, UK, US. The European countries' Indo-Pacific strategies are also coordinated with each other and with the US. So there's a lot of Western overall kind of diplomatic activity yeah. here in the region. You know, this is an area where the goal is to establish some degree of parity, equilibrium, stability, such that in a way business as usual can continue and no one power will dominate. At the same time, as, as is well you know, widely discussed, the risk of accidental you know, miscalculation in some military dynamic or the other increases. That's pretty much where we are right now. But have Asians done a really good job of separating the geopolitics from the geoeconomics for yeah. 30 years. It's 19, you know, 30 years since 2000, since mm -hmm. 1991, since the Soviet Union collapsed right now as we speak, 30 years. They've done a phenomenal job, right? Because 30 years ago, for 30 years that I've been studying Asian geopolitics since I was in high school and, and, uh, and, and college, People were afraid of Taiwan, of North Korea, of South China Sea. And yes, we still worry about those conflicts, but 30 years they've done a good job, and let's hope that it continues. Mm -hmm. This podcast is for information purposes only and should not be construed as investment advice. The views in this podcast are those of the contributors at the time of publication and do not necessarily reflect those of Ford Asset Management. This podcast has not been reviewed by the Monetary Authority of Singapore. Ford Asset Management is licensed with the Monetary Authority of Singapore.